we're ready to adapt and we're ready to do whatever we have to as the disease spreads, if it spreads. The new coronavirus has spread far and wide, shutting schools and businesses and impacting international travel. COVID-19 has already spread to nearly 40 countries after it was first reported in Wuhan, China on December 31, 2019. The World Health Organization says that there are now more daily cases of virus outside China than inside, marking a shift in the outbreak. Experts say the disease could be a potential pandemic if it's not stopped. But there are many crucial pieces to this puzzle that need to be solved. How easily does this virus spread from one person to another? When a person gets infected, why do some recover while others don't? And where did this virus come from? I am your host Sohail Akram, and in this week's Beyond the Headlines, we pose the ultimate question, how close are we to a vaccine for the new coronavirus? But first, what is a coronavirus? Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses which may cause illness in animals or humans. In humans, several coronaviruses are known to cause respiratory infections, ranging from common cold to more severe diseases that we have seen in the past. Both Middle East Respiratory Syndrome MERS and Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome SARS are coronaviruses. COVID-19 is the latest strain of virus that has been discovered. Experts believe the virus may have originated from a seafood market in Wuhan. They say the virus may have been transmitted to humans from bats through an intermediary animal. Dr. Angela Rasmussen is a virologist working at Columbia University and is looking at how this new virus is causing the disease. One thing that is very much an open question right now is whether the virus came from bats um, directly to humans or whether, as in the case with SARS and MERS, there was an intermediate species. Um, During the first SARS coronavirus 1 outbreak um, in the early 2000s, that virus is also thought to have come from bats, but there was an intermediate species called the civet that was responsible uh, for transmitting it to humans. In this case, we don't know if there's an intermediate species. Some recent research has suggested that pangolins, which are a scaled anteater-like mammal, uh, may be um, an intermediate species, but they have not found this particular virus in those pangolins. So it's still very much um, an open question whether this was obtained directly from bats or from uh, pangolins or another species. The new coronavirus has already killed thousands of people, surpassing the SARS death toll in a matter of weeks. And that's the worry. A leading researcher at the University of Hong Kong has warned that COVID-19 could infect 60% of the globe if left unchecked. But coronavirus is not a pandemic yet. A pandemic is declared when a disease spreads to multiple countries and continents. The disease has to be infectious, hence why cancer isn't considered one. For something to be declared a pandemic, you have to not be able to trace it back to the source, in this case, Wuhan, China. We should definitely not panic. Um, We should definitely be calm, uh, but cautious. Um, Right now, we don't know uh, how widespread the virus is going to be. Um, It looks as though it's fairly transmissible, uh, meaning that If you are in contact with somebody who has the virus, uh, you're more likely to get it. So how close are we to a vaccine? 
That was Dr. Kamran Khan, the founder of Blue Dot, the Toronto-based startup that analyzed billions of data points to alert the world about the outbreak of the new coronavirus on December 31. The company was well ahead of the notifications from the World Health Organization and U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. A company in Boston called Moderna is rolling out a vaccine that will be available in April to begin clinical trials. Now, to develop an effective vaccine, it's going to take some time because you can design and and develop a vaccine with certain technologies very quickly, but you have to make sure that that vaccine is safe and that it works. Uh, it's, It's certainly not something we want to have is if we start vaccinating large populations of people and the vaccine is either dangerous itself. Dr. Angela is talking about the U.S. biotech firm Moderna. The firm has developed an experimental coronavirus vaccine and sent it to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and National Institutes of Health to be used for a phase one trial. But it's only an experimental vaccine. The whole process of testing and approvals would last at least a year. But the world desperately needs a vaccine. So the experimental vaccine that I'm aware of that's beginning clinical trials in April is uh, what we call an mRNA vaccine. And that means that instead of putting an um, inactivated or attenuated, weakened virus, um, like many vaccine strategies people are familiar with, it takes pieces of the virus genome and uses those to introduce into your body to express the virus's proteins. In the normal process of creating a vaccination that we are familiar with, a tiny bit of the disease is injected into your body so that you develop your own defense against the virus. But in the case of the COVID-19 vaccine, scientists are trying something different. Since each virus has a unique genetic code, an instruction manual, so to say, that contains all the information about where the virus came from and how it could be built and repaired, scientists are using parts of this instruction manual to design a vaccine that they can then make in the lab. The virus's proteins are what, uh, they make up the physical structure of the virus, and they're also what the immune response um, is targeted to. So effectively, by having the virus sequence, uh, this company was able to design this vaccine. Those types of vaccines are really easy to make because we have really good technology for synthesizing uh, the the actual chemicals that are used in the vaccine. So um, it was able to be rolled out within a couple of months, which is, again, a speed record for developing a vaccine. Scientists are also watching to see if the new coronavirus mutates. Dr. Angela says that this is something we should not worry about at this point. Now, it's true that coronaviruses are what we call RNA viruses. Their genetic material is RNA instead of DNA. And the reason why that's important is that RNA viruses have a much higher mutation rate than DNA viruses. Uh, Essentially, every time the virus copies itself or replicates, uh, there will be mutations introduced. Um, I think what a lot of people don't understand in the public is that, and scientists, it's our fault because we haven't done a good enough job communicating this. But um, I think where people get confused about mutation is that mutation is actually a very normal thing that happens in the course of virus replication. Um, Most mutations either have no effect or tend to render the virus um, non-infectious. They 
they essentially can cause defects in the virus that make it unable to, to further replicate. Um, mutations are subject to selection uh, and evolutionary pressures that are put on them. So viruses will inevitably mutate as they go through more and more people, more and more hosts. Um, I think right now, and I don't know that the virus will become something fundamentally different, but it may um, evolve to uh, like similar to what the flu does, where there are new strains that can escape um, antibodies or uh, the immunity that comes from being infected or a vaccination. And we just don't know that because we don't know how much this virus is going to spread. When a virus enters a human body, it straightaway looks to get inside our cells. To do that, it often goes through its favorite path, the proteins on the outside of the cells called receptors. When a virus finds a good receptor on a cell, it immediately invades. COVID-19's affinity for entering human cells is 10 to 20 times higher than that of other coronaviruses. But when a new virus invades, there are no warning bells to tell us that there is a new virus out there and that it has just made entry into a human being. And that's where a Canadian artificial intelligence startup comes in. Here is Dr. Kamran Khan. Thank you. 
COVID-19 has spread fast, but health professionals are seeking to reassure people. One thing that's been great about having the the genomic data, the sequence of the virus genome, is that by doing an analysis of that data, we are able to determine that it's highly likely that the virus emerged naturally from a coronavirus that was in a bat. It's part of our new reality that we have to deal with these viruses that are going to emerge naturally. Thanks this week to Dr. Angela Rasmussen, virologist at Columbia University, and Dr. Kamran Khan from Blue Dot. This is Beyond the Headlines. If you have time, please leave us a review. Subscribe to the program by tapping the subscribe button on your podcast app. We were produced this week by Aisha Khan, Arthur Edison, and Taylor Heyman. I've been your host, Sohail Akram. Thanks for listening.